Okay, so as I was putting together the categories, I was like, oh, how do we want to do this? Like, do we want to do like B for Bridget's vote and then M for my vote? And then I realized that our initials together are BM, which is also bowel bowel movement. (laughs) (laughs) And I was really excited to tell you that. That is very exciting. We could pick MB. And then so it would just instead be of the Batty Awards, we could also be the BM Awards. <laughs> no, pass. Oh, the Batty no. BM Awards, the no. Batty Bowel Movement Awards. I feel like at that point, we should have pivoted to like the Razzies, like the video game version of the Razzies. <gasps> oh my God, wait, so we could have the BMs and then we could have the Baddies. Yes. We could have the Baddies and the BMs. <laughs> Oh, my God. I, well, no, like, bowel movement category would be the things that you didn't like. Okay, well, not enough I... people are talking about what they didn't like this year. Oh, I got to think about my BMs now. <laughs> this is amazing. We've done something really special today. <laughs> we really have. <laughs> We've changed the, the course of the universe today. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, <laughs> to the first annual Batty Awards for 2023. I'm Yay. so glad you're doing the music for my game, Maddie. <laughs> Is it just going to be that? Is that that's exactly. <laughs> Mysterious. Excellent. Excellent. Murder. <laughs> You heard it here, folks. Sneak peek. <laughs> sneak peek. Sneak peek. Okay. Uh, today, everyone, we're really excited. We spent like an hour and a half this morning, like no lie. So much time. <laughs> compiling our notes for this episode. And we're going to have a best of 2023. We have like the very traditional top five list. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have our top three new to us. So not new this year, but new games to us this year. We have some stats that we put together mm-hmm. for y'all about our gameplay. We have our um, uh, honorable mentions. And then uh, we also have some categories that we put together for the Batty Awards that we're really excited to talk about as well. And lastly, as y'all heard in the <laughs> intro, introducing the BM Awards, which are the games that maybe weren't as exciting to us as we wanted them to be. So, but we forced our just... way through them. <laughs> but but we but we played them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get started. So, I think it would be really fun for us to just talk about the stats that we had to kick yeah. it off. I think that sounds good. So, go for it. The ones that I accumulated, um I did the ones that the games that I played that were new to me. So that total number, 
how mm-hmm. many I actually wrote down how many of those released in 2023 just so that I had those um Ooh. how many I completed and then my top played game those are the ones that I had so you had Maddie uh yes but I didn't do the how many were new this year I don't think you had to I just wrote that down because as I was trying to do my best new and best new to me I had to like split them up so I just had the number yeah so I played 56 games that were new to me this year I crazy I it's more than one a week which is kind of crazy because that I didn't include some of the ones that I had played that I had played before so like I definitely spent some time in Factorio and like The Sims and things that I had already played and so that meant I was playing in some weeks multiple new games to me and that's kind of cool I feel like this podcast has made me play way more Oh, totally. Yeah, it's really fun. And and finished way more games because that's kind of our, our hook. Yeah. So it's like we're finishing so much more games than I think I would have otherwise. Yeah, I agree. I hit so I did hit 24 completed, but that's only 43%. But that still feels pretty good, especially since some of the that games feels really good. Some of the games on my list were just you couldn't complete them. Like I put a lot of hours totally. into them. I just couldn't. They're not going to get done because they don't have an end. And then, of course, my top played game was actually a new to me game and not a new game. It was RimWorld. I just spent oh, my Rim whole World. life. Yeah, you've been really into it. My whole life was in RimWorld this year, and I still have not actually finished it. Like, How many hours? Um, Hundreds. I had it. I had posted it on our story on Instagram. I'll have to look. But the... Okay. Um, like there's an actual objective that you need to accomplish and I have put hundreds of hours into this game and I literally have not finished it. Like I just haven't, I haven't finished it because I keep making new little colonies. It's, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Maddie? So I played 35 games that were new to me this year. So a little bit less, but I also played a lot of games that I've played before. So Mm -hmm. things like Phasmophobia and Fortnite and um, Slay the Spire is like kind of a constant one on my list. Dead Cells is a constant one on my list. So I had a few that were not that I've played that were not new. Yeah. Um, So 35 games new to me and 22 finished, which is a 62% finish rate. That's amazing. That's pretty high. That's amazing. I thought I was surprised when I went through, but it's because of this podcast, honestly. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I think we played 26 games this year through our podcast. I did the math on that too, which is, and we didn't, all of them weren't finishable um, because of just the state of the game. But 26 games this year, literally just because of this podcast, which is pretty yeah. cool. So the game that I played the most was Valheim, which I yeah. know that you know, but I've, I think I put 100 hours into it, which is not as much as your Rim World for sure. But it's a game that I play with some close friends and uh, we play it a lot and it's really, really fun. Um, so that was the game that I played the most. So that's unsurprising to me. I I think that's the one that I was anticipating from you. Okay. Should we start with our best of 2023 list? And do you want to do new to me first? Yeah, we can do new to me. Just to have like the anticipation leading up to the 2023 games. I mean, mine overlaps a little bit regardless. No. Oh, no. I separated them. Totally separated? 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Well, my number one was actually a totally new to me and not a new game. So how about we start yeah. there? Which was mine yeah. was Return of the Oberdin. That was my number one. <gasps> Yay! Yeah. 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 I that one. So like as I was going through this giant list, I was trying not to be really biased towards the ones that I had recently played because I remembered them Same. a lot more. And I feel like a lot of the things looking through the list, I was trying to be like, oh, okay, I kind of vaguely remember my experience with that one. I kind of vaguely, you know, and for Return of the Overden, I still fully remember it. I remember sitting on the couch and like gasping and being like, oh my God, this is the kind of game I want to play. So that one stood out to me as the one that really like drew me in. I had the most amazing experience with it, and I thought it was a really, like, tight game, really well made. So that one just easily was my number one. What about you? That was my number two. Oh, that was your number two? Okay, excellent. Yeah, that was my number two. I agree. It was such an innovative game, and Mm -hmm. I'd never played anything like it. And just that first scene of the Kraken with the boat is so so in my head, and it was so incredible. And it's the type of puzzle game that I like. Mm -hmm. And so it just really, and it makes you feel smart when you get things. Like when I was going through and I was looking back at my notes, I was like drawing the shoes. (laughs) And I remember doing that. And I remember being like, oh my God, like I was looking at people's shoes and matching up the different shoes and the different scenes. And it just made me feel really smart. And I I loved that game a lot. the, the first new-to-me game was Last of Us. So oh, that, that was that my number, number one. one. Okay, okay. That was my number one new-to-me this year. It's the exact type of story mixed with combat game that I love. And mm. I just, the story, I just really, really loved. I know that it wasn't as much for you, but it, it just really stuck with me and I still think about that game and I'm really excited next year when the uh PS5 remake for the yeah. second one comes out for and that's us in to like play January it. isn't it it's really soon yeah I think yeah yeah it's really soon so I'm really excited for us to play it and kind of continue Ellie's story but that one really stuck with me and I really liked it yeah. So that was my number one. I think that was a good one. I don't think I would put that in my top three. I just looked through my list. And I think I've got my other two. But the, um, like, I think that that's honestly one of the highest quality games that we had on our list this year. You know, like, I see that. Yeah. See it. Okay. What's your number two? I, I would put my number two as the first Ace Attorney, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney game. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, the trilogy is up on Game Pass right now and I just picked it up and it's a little like more visual novel-y, but also very puzzly in that you have all these items and you're trying to figure out how you're going to prove your person innocent. And the way that they do it is just really fun the uh, different like ways that the different pieces go together mm-hmm. are pretty creative. And I had heard of the game before, but didn't know what it was. So it was kind of fun finally dipping my toes into it because it's a pretty old game at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm already in the middle of the second one, but I haven't made it past that just yet. But um, apparently 
So the first three are already out in this trilogy pack thing. And I think another three are coming out in January as a little pack too. So I'll probably get that one and keep it going next year just because there's so many. But that's my number two, I think. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Number three. I think probably I would put the big con. I waffled between that. Oh, yeah. You really liked that one. Yeah. And melatonin. And I think... So the big con isn't something that's like a super flashy game and it isn't super complex. You're in a 90s environment. The art style is really fun and you steal things, which is really cute. And I actually met the developers of it at PAX this year, which is really fun. And it was just a game that was really charming. It was really short. It was really fun to play. And I think that one came out actually a couple years ago. So it's still fairly new. But it was something that I hadn't anticipated liking. I literally just picked it up because I was bored one day. It was one that I hadn't heard of. And I Mm -hmm. think part of that has kind of made it, like, make me remember it a little bit more, more so than some of the other games that were, like, high on the list, like a short hike of everyone recommended it. And I did enjoy it. It's just that this one was kind of a sleeper a little bit for me. And I think that made it stand out some more. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Okay. My my number three is Valheim. I I hadn't played it yet this year. Oh, you just played it this year. Yeah. This is it's it's new to me this year. Okay. Um. Yeah. And it's just so fun and funny, and I'm making like such good memories with my friends playing it because you get yourself into really bizarre situations. So as an example, uh, I am the resident sailor. So Mm -hmm. I'm the one that controls the boat when we go boating. And one time we were on our way to a new biome and we had to take a boat to get to that new biome. We were all on this boat and a sea monster, it like started pouring rain in the middle and we were like, oh no. (laughs) And a sea monster came and completely destroyed the boat. And then we were all floating in the water and you can't, you can't, um, you can't move without draining your stamina. So we were all just like sitting <laughs> in the water. We were like, we don't know what to do because we don't want to drain our stamina. And we're literally in the middle of the ocean. And so then what we ended up doing is we like had Jason, who is Lily, Lily's husband. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Jason. He's, he's the owner of the, the world that we're in. We mm-hmm. had him like quit and restart and it put him back at the base. But then we were all still floating in the ocean <laughs> so when we started the game back up. So he built a boat. We literally sat there while he built a boat. And then because he didn't want to lose all of his like gear, because uh-huh. when you sail and you like crash, you lose all your gear. Mm-hmm. And he literally was nude. And so he like, so he built a boat and then this nude man came and rescued us in the middle of the ocean. And he had to like make sure the boat was really close to us because we didn't like had that much stamina left. And so the ladder had to be right next to us. And, um, and he rescued all of us and it was, it was just so fun and funny and Mm -hmm. there's just all sorts of hijinks that happen in that game and I just yeah it's really great you're making it sound very fun I'm considering it I I don't know I'll, I'll think about it I'll think about it it's supposed to be really you hard can always though. just join for a session I know but if I join for your session I feel like I'll be a party crasher you know what I mean there's so many bonds you're there not. already I didn't see we, the nudist man we have sail his boat <laughs> 
Well, we have like extra beds for people who like dip in and out. Okay. I'll think about it yeah. sometime. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's our nude to me's. Yay. New to me's. I, I feel like we had a lot of good ones to pick from this year. So that was actually We did. Hard. Yeah. Yeah, that was hard. But now okay. we have a top Let's five. Let's do best of 23, top five. Let's start with our number five picks. Okay. Wait, can I start with my honorable mentions? Honorable mentions? Oh, yeah. Let's do honorable mentions. Okay. Sure. My honorable mentions were Venba and High on Life. Those are my <gasps> honorables. Well, my, yeah. My, my like... You'll see as we get into the categorical awards or whatever, Venba and High on Life, I kept coming back to as things that kept popping up as stuff that I really enjoyed. It's just overall, for some reason, it didn't feel like a really top five for me, even though they were really solid. So those are my two. Yeah, my honorable mentions were High on Life and Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, I'm a little yeah. disappointed you even gave Tears of a Kingdom an honorable mention, but I'll take it. <laughs> I know that you hate that game. <laughs> I, uh, if there's anything for this awards section, it was the pure gratification I got for not putting Tears of the Kingdom down for anything. <laughs> so, no, that's okay. It's yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it, it was a really good game. Yeah. I think I, that's why it's an honorable mention, but High on Life was just so much fun. So fun. And I went back and I, as I was listing the games that we had played, I was like, oh, like that one I had tons of fun with. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, let's let's do our our number five pick. Okay, number five, Alan Wake two. Sorry for number five. <gasps> Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, we just did that episode. I loved the storytelling. I think that a lot of the gameplay was super cool as well, but I couldn't put it any higher just because I'm not a super big fan of the spook and. That brought it a little yeah. bit down, but it felt like That's such a totally solid game, fair. and it was so good. I don't know, it was so good. Yeah. I'll be thinking about Alan Wake two for a long time. I think. Same. Yeah. Um, that will reappear later on in my <laughs> list. My number five is Dave the Diver. Dave the Diver. Okay. All right. I also have the Dave the Diver in my list. I wonder if our two just swapped. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Okay. Let's talk to it when we. Let's talk about it more when we get to to where it is in your list okay how about right. that that sounds good my number four was chance of sonar okay well I... that'll reappear on my list <laughs> okay we'll talk about it okay what's your number four my number four is dredge okay all right i didn't put dredge on my list okay so i will talk about dredge for a little bit and why i put it in my top so dredge just really is my type of game mm -hmm. it was I love fishing in any game. I just really do. Mm -hmm. I really love to fish and I love like filling out collection books. Like I love the catch them all aspect yeah. of fishing games and it had a bit of creepiness to it. The art was really good. I thought the story was compelling enough and I just thought it was a really well made game Yeah, and, and just, and just a lot of fun. So it, the reason I put it slightly above Dave the Diver for me, it, because Dave the Diver is really good, in my opinion, and, mm -hmm. and like they were, I was kind of waffling between flipping them, like having Dredge be five and Dave the Diver be four. Yep. And I, I might, if I finish, when I finish Dave the Diver, I might switch those. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just like, I thought that Dredge really stuck the landing on the ending. 
Yeah. And so I I ended up putting it at number four, although those are kind of subject to kind of switch around. Yeah. I think Dredge is a valid one up there. I had really enjoyed it. I just, seeing all the other things, I think it edged out, or it was edged out more just because it was a mixture of two things for me that I liked some parts but not others and I think that's a difference in just our play style right um yeah but I did really enjoy that one I was considering doing an honorable mention for it but mm, mm, mm. yeah okay okay what's your number three my number three was Dave the Diver Oh, fun. Okay, yeah, let's talk yeah. about Dave the Diver. Um, So Dave the Diver is just so cute and funny and charming. Yes. Like, I wasn't expecting it, to be honest, for Dave the Diver. I was like, everyone, listen, I appreciate it, but everyone's doing, like, fishing or collection or farm sim-esque type of things right now. And I like that because that gives us more options. But I am in some cases a little bit over it and a cooking sim where you fish. I was like, okay, whatever, I'll do it. And I really, really liked it. Like they nailed the loop because the loop is like the most important part of these games. And it's just so funny. Like you play as a super chubby guy with these itty bitty legs and they're constantly talking about it. And it's just so funny. Um, Yeah. And of course they have mer people, which I'm all about. Um, So I don't know. I really liked it. I liked it I loved Dave the Diver Mm -hmm. and I'm super excited to keep playing it. I think it's going to be one of those ones that I continually go back to, especially as they make content updates. Yeah. I And that's why I really think that it'll end up probably being more like my four and Dredge Mm. being five, but I just hadn't, I'm about 20 hours in now, so I just feel like I hadn't had enough playtime in it to really say, but it's just so, to your point, it's so charming. Again, it it scratches that fishing itch of like, gotta catch them all type Pokemon thing that I really like, and I love exploration of and the roguelike element of it. Yeah, it's Of, cute. like, the the pit changing and going deeper and discovering new things. And I also really like the recipe and restaurant aspect yeah, of it, it too. Yeah, it actually ends up being pretty fun. Yeah. And I'm really excited to when I make money, like, I max out my gears enough so that I can make enough money to customize the restaurant. I'm mm-hmm. really looking forward to that. And I'm so glad that they have that as an aspect to the game. So... I think it's going to be, it's only going to get better. And I'm very excited for the Dredge and Dave the Diver. <gasps> yes, collab. I know. I think that'll be really yeah. fun. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. My number three was Chance of Sonar. So that's, oh, okay. I think we can talk a little bit about it now. I was not expecting to like this game. <laughs> and not that, not I appreciate not in a bad you giving way. it I just, a chance, Maddie. <laughs> Yeah, well, you had told me it was really good. I think I ended up prob- I think I ended up liking it more than you did. I think you um, did. Not you, said you, you, ob- you liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Cry. The ending, the ending just hit me in a way that the puzzle, the type of puzzle that it yeah. was, where you're translating these different languages, yeah, just was so impactful and like meaningful isn't a word. Meaningful but is a word. Meaningful is a word. It is. It is. Yes. It is. Yeah, Why do I think meaning. that that's not a word? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, I would it sounds like a fake word, and it. I I just 
it just really connected with me. I think it hit me at, at a right time because, like, mm. I've been going through a lot of loss in my family. And so mm. just, like, the the way that it was talking about, like, the human condition and how we have more in common than we than we don't and yep. just how, like, connecting with each other through language is so important. And I don't know. I just ended up really loving it. And it really just stuck with me. Oh, that's sweet, Maddie. I yeah, I'm glad that it hit that way for you. For me, it was just a really good puzzle game. I was like, wow, this is really good. Um, but I I made the connection more to like it reminded me a lot of Towers of ba- or Tower of Babel, the Tower of Babel. That's the inspiration. Yeah. I assumed that it had to be. Like I assumed it had to be. Like you can't have a giant thing with the different levels of like languages that don't overlap without it being Tower of Babelie. But I yeah, uh, I'm glad that it sat that way for you because I I just thought it was such a charming little game and I love the language puzzles. I don't know if you did you ever make it to that second half of Tunic. Mm-mm. Yeah, the second the half first of, half was too hard. the The second half of Tunic is very like language heavy, um, and okay. I really really loved that. So when I saw this one, I was like, okay, yeah, this is pretty cool, um, and I thought they did it really well. Nice. Yeah. Okay, my or your number two, go first. Ooh, my number two is Pikmin Four. Cute. Okay, I, I don't have that on my list to so talk about it. Is that um did you end up playing Pikmin Four? You say you play Pikmin, but I didn't I, remember if you I played one. Pikmin, I haven't I bought Pikmin Four and I just haven't picked up my Switch like since Tears yeah. of the Kingdom. So I, I haven't I there was too much things to do yeah. that I bought it but I hadn't played it yet. Yeah. I hadn't played Pikmin since the first Pikmin on the GameCube, and I played it a lot with my brother growing up. I thought it was really hard as a kid, but I liked the puzzly aspect of it. And then I had played, um, oh man, I can't remember where it is. It's like uh, The Wild at Heart or Heart, I don't know, whatever. I can't remember what it is, but it was- Wild at Heart. There, Yeah, it's, I think it's just Wild at Heart, but it was very- like hand-drawn cute Pikmin-y. And so when I saw Pikmin 4 out, I was like, oh, I'll give Pikmin another chance. And it was just really fun. It was mm-hmm. it was a really fun game that I hadn't remembered as an adult because I'd only played it as a kid. And it felt like a really solid version of it. And it made me want to go back and play the others. I don't know if they'll hold up or not because I haven't, like they're older. But they do. Yeah, okay. I'll probably have to go back through and pick them up because... This fourth one was so good, and I think I buzzed through the whole thing in two days because I was so into it. And it wasn't a short game. <laughs> I just, I think I just played it for two days straight, and nice. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're number I two. I love your, and I'm jealous of your ability to crush oh. games like that. Yes, it's the only way that I get through <laughs> some of them because I know if I don't, then I will probably then never will... pick them up forget to pick them back up yeah exactly um my number two was alan wake too oh so we talked about it a little bit with you oh my gosh okay yeah i i think you'll find that my top two are are interesting um so Hmm. i alan wake two is just the exact type of game well sorry i've said this a lot with the top five but like (laughs) you're like all this is my game (laughs) well yeah well i love so when I, when it comes to like the different tastes that I have, like one of my big tastes both in movies and in books and in games is horror stuff. Right. And I find that it is so hard 
to get good quality horror stuff or it's Mm -hmm. harder. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really interesting genre to try to approach. And I think it's a bit tricky. And I think Alan Wake really, Alan Wake 2 really nailed it. Mm -hmm. And it had my favorite sequence of the year, which was the musical sequence. Yeah, I just it was so good. Loved that it's really so good. much. It was so creative, and Control was like my top game of the year when I had when that came out. Yeah, and so I love these kind of like mind bending type games, mm-hmm. and this was one of those. And the reason it isn't my number one is that I agree with you. Like some gameplay elements just didn't quite mm-hmm. land for me. But the story was really, really good. And I'm super excited to see where, I mean, we've already talked about it, but like, I'm just really excited to see where Remedy goes with with this universe. Yeah, with the Alan Wake cinematic universe. I'm here for it. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It will be on this podcast every time. (laughs) I want them to really like hone in on the gameplay more. Like, I, because they've really perfected the story. Mm -hmm. And I want them to now like, go back and be like okay what worked about control gameplay wise what worked about alan wake gameplay wise let's like try to make a really because i think if they're able to marry Mm -hmm. like good gameplay with that great story like it could just easily sweep the game awards it could just yeah i think it would i mean it did really well this year already it did it did it did yeah Okay, number one. I want to know what your number one is so bad. Mine's just predictable. Mine's just Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I I loved it. I thought that it was a kind of game that is so unique. And the way that they made it is kind of the way that I envisioned how a lot of get- video games should have been made. Like, we've had Skyrim as a really, like, famous popular example And when I think about like that or Fallout, the things that have all like the little choices that you can make and you want them to do something big, like burn down a town and they do every once in a while, but most of the time it really doesn't matter. And this game to me, I just loved that it felt like every single thing I did mattered. And I know that that's not really true. Like there are definitely some things that whatever, but there were so many little things like the fact that you would go to a location and it would be on fire. And if you decided to rest and then wake up, everyone was dead. Like, it's not like the game was paused while you were resting. There was something on fire and you had to do it right then. Otherwise, you weren't going to do it. And it just felt a lot more alive. It felt like it was a real world and a real experience. And it's mm-hmm. not something like it, it was that extra level that I always wanted from so many of the games that I had already played. But they really did. And I'm not the biggest fan of... I shouldn't say not a big fan, but I'm not like a D&D obsessed person. I've only played a few games yeah. of it. I like I have like Chris is really into it. I have friends that are really into it. But for myself, I just see it as something that's like kind of fun. It's not really my thing as much just because I get nervous doing the role playing stuff. Yeah. And so this has also been... So this is a great middle ground exactly. for you. This is a great way to experience it and have that fun without needing to be stressed about that role-playing aspect of it. So overall, I just thought it was... Like the making great. up the dialogue response. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. The acting part of it almost. Yeah. yeah. And so every time that I play, I end up just like being myself, which isn't really the point. I know that that's definitely a valid way to play, but that's just how I play. And I have a hard time 
doing anything else. Like I pick Druid and then all I do is talk to animals and like have a nice time doing that. And I don't have to stress about that in this video game version and I can play it by myself. I don't have to organize a bajillion friends to play weekly or whatever because none of I love my friends to pieces. This is my fault too. But getting everyone in one room as an adult to play consistently is like almost impossible. Hard. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's my it's really one. hard. I love that. I love that for you. Okay, I'm gonna really quickly talk about my gaps, which I know that you didn't. Why really aren't have, you but... telling me you're number one, Maddie? Give me a second. Oh my god. Give me okay. a second. Okay. So I just started Baldur's Gate three yesterday as of okay. recording of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So I am getting into it. I'm in Act One. I am in the first like town that you find mm-hmm. where the goblins had attacked or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like not that far into it um and it's good so far but like slightly overwhelming for me mm-hmm. to be honest um I know that you were talking about how you liked that everything that you did mattered but that actually is a lot of stress for me <laughs> and you can so save I'm scum, really, Maddie. <laughs> I'm really interested to see how I end up being able to dig into this game I'm, I'm gonna keep playing it like today mm-hmm. after we record um I literally made no plans for the day because I'm planning on playing it um you? I watched a hour-long tutorial last night on YouTube because <laughs> I was so confused I honestly was so confused about like the stuff anyways so yeah, yeah. that is a gap for me um another gap that I didn't get to play is Sea of Stars uh I really wanted to play that right. one I know you played a little bit of it mm-hmm. um but you're not a JRPG person I I do like JRPGs yeah. when they're good, so it is, I wanted to give that a chance. I think you should still give it a chance. I'm still playing it. No, I think I, I'm I about 20 hours in by now, I think, is how long I'm into okay. that one. Um, and I would give it a chance if you like JRPGs, for sure. No, no, no. I, I think I will. I mean, I mean, it's still on my list. And then I also started Space for the Unbound yesterday, mm-hmm. which was one of those games for impact. And it is a story-driven game, and I can just tell from... I played it for two hours yesterday, and it's a 10-hour game, so mm-hmm. I'm a good chunk through it already, and it's it's really good, and I can tell that I'm going to really like it, and so mm-hmm. it depends on if it really like sticks the, yeah. the story throughout. Um, and then the last one on my gap is Cyberpunk 2077. Oh. I bought that game and never mm-hmm. played it because of when it first yeah. originally came out, it had all those things. And I was like, well, I'm not going to waste time into a game that's not good. Apparently, it's good now. And it's on a lot of people's top lists. And so yep. I do want to give it another chance, especially because I never played it originally. Mm-hmm. So it would just be like playing it for the first time for yeah. me and in the way that it was supposed to be like experienced. So I do want yeah. to dig back into that. So those are all of my really big gaps. And I have a plan to address each of them. I am going to play each of them. <laughs> I need follow-up items. <laughs> yeah. So my number one game, and oh this probably gosh. once I say it will not be surprising to you, is the Dead Space remake. Okay. You talked about it a lot. You talked about it a lot. Yeah. yeah. So as I was looking at my list of games, we, I, the reason it's my number one is... Literally, as I was playing it, I was saying out loud, and this is so stupid, but like, and dorky, but out loud, I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. Oh my God, this is so much fun. And I was just having so much fun playing that game. Yeah. It was 
scary and it I love jump scares they're so fun and like I well depending on the type of jump scare because some of the Alan Wake 2 jump scares were like okay fuck you um (laughs) (laughs) where it would just have like the all of a sudden like you're going walking down a hallway and then all of a sudden it's like like, "Ah!" but with the Alan Wake jump scares it was like aliens like popping out of the grates and I was just I I think because I played it on easy that helped because nothing was stressful yeah it was always just fun like and there was still a lot of enemies they were just easier to kill and so to me it was really fun gameplay wise to just like kill a bunch of aliens and like wander around this spaceship that was derelict and I had never played dead space so it's also like a new game to me and that's a really popular game and so I I now know like oh why it's so popular because it was so much fun and this (laughs) Yeah, it was so good. And they the gameplay element was just like all of them were nothing was wasting my time. Like nothing felt like it was time wasting. Yeah, all of it felt good. It had this mechanic that is like my favorite thing ever from a navigation perspective, where if you clicked down on the left stick, it literally highlighted the path that you're supposed to go down. And I get lost. (laughs) It was made just for me because I get lost so easily. Bridget and I talked about this with Chance of Sonar because it took me 16 hours to complete and it took her 10. And I was like, oh my God. So I got lost for like six hours. I think that's true. Because <laughs> I, I kept getting turned around and I still loved that game. But it was just everything was just felt made for me. I could click on the left stick and like know exactly where I was supposed to go. The story was really interesting, and I just, I loved it. It stuck the landing, and I can't wait to play, like, the next one, which is also supposed to be really good. Um, I haven't dug into it quite yet because I'm waiting to see if EA announces a remake of the second Mm. one because I'm a little bougie, and I like remakes if they do it good, and they did the first one good. So, like, if there's a better version that I can play, I want to wait for that. Yeah. But anyways... It was so much fun. I just don't know how else to describe it. I just had a lot of fun. And so while it might not be like the best story that I played or the most innovative, I think overall it was just my favorite gaming experience of the year was playing that game. Yeah. It sounds like you've enjoyed it enough for the both of us, which is exciting. (laughs) Yeah. I'll never play it. Yeah. That sounds great, though. I You talked about that one a lot. I feel like over the last couple of months, uh, almost every time we brought up something, you were comparing it to Dead Space. So I feel like that is, like, it, it makes sense. I am not surprised. I just didn't remember that it was a game. And <laughs> so I'm sitting here yeah. looking at my list, and I'm like, what could be her number one? I don't know. But that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So there we go. There's our There's our top five. Do you want to quickly just summarize your top five? Yeah, so my top five, I had Venbun High on Life as my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. I had my Alan Wake 2 as number five. Great, don't like spook. <laughs> Chance of Sonar was my number four. It was a beautiful little puzzler. Dave the Diver, number three. Pikmin 4, number two, saying all these numbers are killing me. And then Baldur's Gate 3 was my number one for the year. And typical everybody else's number one what a great list yeah what a great list yeah okay so my honorable mentions were high on life and tears of the kingdom 
My number five was Dave the Diver. My number four was Dredge. Number three was Chance of Sonar. Number two was Alan Wake 2. And number one was Dead Space Remake. Yeah. I I am unsurprised we had some overlap because we do have tastes that overlap. But I do feel like yeah. our lists were different for different reasons, which is kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Um, shall we get into the baddie awards? Yes, I would love to do that. <laughs> we have some really fun categories. So I feel like our game of the year has mm-hmm. got to be Chance of Sonar because that was the highest one that was an overlap for both of us. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it was a really excellent game. It was excellent. It was a really excellent game. Okay, so congrats. The Batty <laughs> Award for Game of the Year goes to Chance of Sonar. Chance of Sonar, congratulations. Maybe what we can do is, like, we can mail, because all of these studios have, like, mail. Maybe we send them, like, a little note and, yeah. and like, a little, like, that might be really fun. And they, the devs might really appreciate it. Yeah, I think we should, because, I don't know, if I made something and people really enjoyed it, I would want to know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yay, Chance of Sonar. Good job. <laughs> Good for you. Chance of Sonar. I'm writing this in my notes so that I have it. I made really cute. Let me see if I can do it to the camera. I made a really cute, like, like for all of our categories. Your notebook was very cute. I liked it. It was impossible to copy paste, so I had to hand type it all afterwards. But I appreciated it. Yeah. It probably didn't take you that long. It didn't. It took me like two seconds. I just like to complain about right. stuff, you know. That. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So next on the Batty Awards is Most Compelling Character. Who are you nominating for this one? Okay. So am I allowed to nominate? I wrote down both new and new to me for nom in this category. Oh, my God. Just ugh, Which okay, one? Fine. Which one? Which one do, do you do new? Do new. Okay, I picked Venba from Venba. Oh, I love that. I yes. love that. I that is a gap for me too, honestly. It is such um, a quick little game and I know I need Okay, I'll add that to my list. I'll yeah. add that to my list. But Venba, she she was this um she was like a mother and you watch through time as she cooks these Indian dishes and her kids like her kid grows up. And you see, like, the struggle between being Sounds someone. like it's going to make me cry. It it was a tearjerker. I did sob at the end and in some parts of the middle. But when I think about compelling characters and sitting there and really feeling like I was her, feeling like I understood what, she, what was happening, like, empathizing, sympathizing, whatever those words are, like, I, there wasn't any character that I wanted more to understand or to see what was going to happen than Venba. So she's my nom. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, my nomination was Saga Anderson for this one. Saga was another one I did think of. I did think of Saga for this one. She was my, like, I had her. I did not have Alan Wake. I had Saga. <laughs> Same. I didn't have Alan Wake is yeah. my compelling character. Um, I had Saga. I just thought that she had a really great Mm -hmm. story behind it. And, like, I loved just the lines that she had in the story and just how she interacted and, like, fit into that world felt so natural and felt so good. Um, And I I thought her character was really interesting. It's, like, this mom that's trying to do everything. Mm -hmm. And if that's not... 
uh, what's that line from the like women trying to do oh. everything that they have in the deer deer fest thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's true. Uh, but I I like Venba. I I I need to play it, but. Um, what I'm hearing is we that, our, that one win because our winning character, I think, is video game moms. <laughs> so true. Okay, most compelling character is video game moms. <laughs> moms had a good year. They did. They had a good year. They had a good year, which video is kind of fun moms. because I don't feel like moms get a lot of highlight in video games very much at all. Like no, that's just not a they thing. They don't. Yeah. All right, I love that. Most compelling characters are the moms. All right, best best details. So I was nominating um, Baldur's Gate 3 for this one, and I'm curious what you think of that because there are so many details in this dang game. (laughs) (laughs) I nominated High on Life. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I don't mind going with High on Life. Tell me more. Okay, so when I was thinking about best details, like, don't get me wrong, Baldur's Gate 3 has a ton of them, but that seems like the core of what the point of the game is. is That's so true. And high on life, for me, like, what I was thinking about with details is, like, the details you didn't need to add, but you chose to add them. Like, you definitely, it could have been, like, P4. Like, half of the details on High on Life would have been P4 on any, like, PMs list. You know what I mean? Like, the movie posters and the TV shows and the movies. Exactly. And, like, the little one-liners that pop up. Like, the things that you really didn't have to go that far. Like, you didn't have to go that hard, but you did. And But you did. I like that. Yeah. And so. I like that. I would vote High on Life. But that's because All right. High on Life. I, I agree with that. Winner, high on life. Ugh, cute. It was just such a good one. I kind of want to replay it, but I don't know. I'm hoping those there's there'll be a sequel. So, yeah, it was so funny. I bet they will. That studio's got stuff. Yeah. Although with hopefully with uh, that guy yeah, being out of it, it's different. Um, yeah. Okay. So next one is best art i'm really interested to see what you thought for this one maddie i i had a hard time picking this one i also had a hard time with this but i did kind of the first one that popped into my head and i was now i'm starting to like rethink it because i'm like is this like um like recency oh. bias, but mm-hmm. I really did like Chance of Sonar's art. Mm-hmm. I thought it, I always love the hand drawn more so than anything else. Yeah. And so that was just a really well done hand drawn game. And mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really, um, yeah, I thought it was really beautiful. Yeah. I think regardless, it had a really strong like artistic perspective. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I had picked Cocoon. Cocoon wasn't my favorite game of the year, but I, like, when I thought about all the different games that I had, it just felt like it was very art heavy. Like, you could Mm -hmm. tell that they wanted to make it really pretty, but I'll be honest, I had a hard time picking best art this year. Like, it felt, I don't know. Like, there wasn't anything like an Ori that I looked at it and I was like, wow, that is just everything that I want from art. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Do you want to go with Chance of Sinar? I, I, I am happy to go with Chance of Sinar. I think it was a super okay. pretty game. And they had a lot of those moments in uh, in it where it would, like, pull back and you would see, like, yes. the big. And I do really yeah, love when they exactly. do that. I love when they do that. I honestly also thought of Planet of Lana because I thought that game was also really pretty yeah. that we played this year. But I still think that I might have liked Chance of Sinar better. Yeah. But there were some really gorgeous moments of Planet of Lana true. where they it did, did the zoom those. out. Yeah. Um, mm. But I think because there was only a couple of those zoom outs versus Chance of Sonar, I thought was more visually yeah. consistent. Yeah. Um, and I also liked that each level of the tower had such a distinct, yeah, different style environment. Mm. I, I that that's kind of what ended up pushing it over yeah. the edge for me. I like that. I think it feels good. But I agree with you as Plants of Lano is definitely honorable mention for that category. You're right. I forgot about yeah. how pretty that game was. Well, also Tears of the Kingdom was quite gorgeous in my opinion. I just I think that. <laughs> Like, that first scene, I still remember it, of jumping out in the sky and just, like, falling right. through the sky was really awesome. I know you're right. Listen, I know but you're right. the reason I... I don't think about putting it in this category is because it's really similar to Breath, Breath of the, of the Wild, Wild. So I don't think yeah. it was doing anything different enough yes. for me to be, like, new yeah. type thing. That's how I feel. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Okay. Best music. Best music. I picked you know Alan mine. Wake 2 for this one. Alan Wake 2, baby. Yeah. Above and Alan beyond. Alan Wake 2. I can't believe Final Fantasy 1. I still... Whatever. I thought that the Alan Wake 2 music was just above and beyond really, really, really good. And the only mm-hmm. other game that I could recall the music, honestly, while we played, like, I was thinking about it and... I like the only other one that I could recall was Melatonin, which is on a new game this year. And even then, I think the Alan Wake 2 music is better. Like Melatonin was really cute, but you know, I don't know. So easily Alan Wake 2. Yeah, I thought I actually think that Dave the Diver's music, the reason Mm. it's too repetitive, I think. But I do really love the, like, as in it doesn't change, but I think for what it is, it's really good. Like the diving music, I think is really good. I'm glad that you like it because it sounds like my iPhone alarm and it gives me anxiety, so I turn it off. That's so funny. Like, like has, the diving music? Yeah, the, the diving like underwater music. One. Yeah, it has like a few little notes in there that are the notes. I swear to God, the notes That's my, so on funny. my alarm that I wake up to. And so when I started hearing it, I started getting really stressed. I couldn't figure out why. And I'm like, oh my God, that's my phone alarm. And it's so because, it yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I also thought Chance of Sonar had good music. Obviously, Tears of the Kingdom had good music. Yeah, Tears um, of the Kingdom did have very good music. I'll give it that. Yeah. Yeah. So there was it was a good year for video game music, in my opinion. Dredge had good music, like it was good enough. Um, yeah, there <laughs> that was a high lot praise, of Maddie. <laughs> no, 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 not good enough. Sorry, I say good enough, but no, like it was good. Like I remember thinking, like it was really atmospheric. So. Yeah. I always love when games can do like the atmospheric background noise really well. But I think that because Alan Wake 2 incorporated the music into the gameplay, that's what kind of got it over yeah. the edge for me. And High uh, Hi-Fi Rush, which I know you didn't play, but oh, I did play. Oh, I forgot about that. That's probably my gap is the, that one. Yeah. 
it didn't make it into my best music just because it's not my kind of music. Yeah. But I do recognize that it was really good for a lot of people. It's rock, it's right? It's just rock. It's yeah. just very, like, rock. It's not indie rock. It's not classic rock. It's not, like, hair hair metal rock. It's it's just rock and, like, Yeah. Me. I'm not really a rock person either, which is why I haven't been yeah. to that. Yeah. 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 So, next category is most satisfying puzzle. So, Chance of Sonar, right? Like, it has to be Chance of Sonar. Yeah. Did you have a different one? No, that was okay. mine. <laughs> okay. I will say my favorite puzzle in Chance of Sonar, like, my favorite solve probably was that weight puzzle at the end that I made fun of you with your math. It probably was that <sighs> one. <laughs> that was so hard. I think for me, my favorite Chance of Sonar solve was the... Um, when you get to the narcissist level mm-hmm. uh, and the language is very like swirly yeah. and it was hard for me to read it at first. And then I just felt really smart when I started to like get it and like puzzle it out. Yeah. Um, like that level made me feel really proud of myself. Yeah. The the alchemist one didn't feel as hard. Um We'll, we'll talk about it next yeah, week, we'll but like yeah. the the narcissist level just really felt satisfying for me from like a yeah. figuring it out perspective. It felt like the first big jump, you know what I mean? Like the first two yeah. weren't a super big jump, and when it got to the third one, it was like you were thrown in the deep end at that point a little bit, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I know one word, yeah. and that's all they're gonna give yes. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The weight and the bards mm-hmm. sorry i say narcissist but it's the bards the yeah. reason i call them the narcissists the is because they're always looking in the mirror <laughs> yeah and they're I, like i love beauty i love beauty yeah i didn't realize so that they funny. were bards at first because they had ju- we had just done the level before that talked about like the chosen ones and so i was like oh maybe these are the hoity-toity chosen ones and i did not connect to bard until a while it took me a while yeah 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 Okay, biggest controller, yeet. Okay, I want to say, my honorable mention is not a new game this year because I refuse to not acknowledge it, but it's the Hotel Basement and The Last of Us. That's my honorable mention because it's not. Oh my God, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That that shit was was scary. The worst, the literal worst. That shit was so scary. It was awful. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my god. I, that shit was so scary. It was so bad. I, I literally just like was down there and I was like heavy breathing and I'm like trying to figure out how I can sprint as fast as possible. So I know that that is not my actual nomination because it is not new, but I would like to acknowledge it was the scariest thing that happened to me this year. It was the worst. Absolutely yeah. worst. I want to hear yours. What What is your actual real nom? So my actual biggest controller yeet was in Alan Wake 2 because I think it I literally said like oh fuck you like after yeah. <laughs> it was like when it was uh this the Cynthia Weaver um part where she yeah. kept flashing yeah and there was one time when I wasn't expecting it because because sometimes you start to get used to it yeah but there was a moment when I just was not expecting it mm-hmm. and it did it and I literally just screamed and I was like fuck <laughs> you <laughs> like damn it uh it was and that's what I mean by like yeet versus like scary like psychological scary is maybe gonna be a little bit I actually thought that the 
again with the basements the fucking basements yes i was so stressed when we were going through the flooded basement yes but um, they, there wasn't actually any really big but there wasn't down there no yeah. there wasn't there wasn't yeah it's just the environment was really stressful yeah. but yeah that was uh that was my biggest yeah controller yeet i think you're right i think mine was similar it was her face when you went to go cynthia weaver weaver's face when you went to go open her room uh and oh yeah 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 yes it was that moment and I even knew that I was probably getting into something scary but as soon as I did it I think I actually screamed so that one yeah. was no, I, probably that the was biggest. that was the part yeah we had yeah. the same one yep yep it was horrifying yep okay biggest surprise and what how I was interpreting this was like the game that surprised you the most that you liked yes yeah I picked High on Life for this one. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That was mostly because I hated Rick and Morty. I know that you enjoyed it, but I did not like it at all. And it wasn't that I didn't like the humor. I just didn't, like, vibe with it. I just didn't vibe with it, and the burps is awful. And when I was thinking about my delta between how much I enjoyed something and the expectations that I had. I think my expectations were high on life were like literally on the floor and that it ended up being some of the most fun I had. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For a lot of the other ones that ended up being really good, I had a pretty like positive like viewpoint of it Mm -hmm. before I started. And I don't think I had anyone in any game like totally subvert expectations in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say that my honorable mention, because it was new to me, was the Nancy Drew game, actually. Oh, yay. Exciting. Yeah. My expectations were literally the same. Like, it was, like, on the floor. I was like, fucking secret agent Barbie, this shit is going to be bad. You had bad taste. (laughs) I was a child. (laughs) Uh, But I ended up having a lot of fun with that one. uh, And I liked it a lot more than I thought. Um. But that's more of an honorable mention. Yep. Um, my biggest surprise, uh, gameplay-wise, I think was Oxenfree Two. Oh, which yeah. I, I'm happy. I I think we should go with High on Life probably because I also didn't have like super high expectations about that game, and I ended up really loving it. But mm-hmm. mine wasn't on the floor because I did like the humor. Yeah. I, I knew I would like the humor, but the gameplay ended up being much more fun than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um. But. The reason Oxenfree 2 is the biggest surprise is because I didn't play Oxenfree 1. Mm. And mm-hmm. it was also a phone game. And I don't typically play phone Valid. games. And so I ended up enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. And I thought the story was quite good and compelling. And, and it's not in my top, but, like, it was it was really good. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. You should really go back and play the first one eventually sometime. I know. I bought it. I just haven't played it yet. Yeah story tale i like high on life though tale as old as time (laughs) high on life yay okay innovative gameplay okay you go first on this one i picked alan wake 2 i did just okay (laughs) the the way that you can mix and match the story i thought was really unique like i i've never seen that in a game before personally like being able to do that with like a mop bucket like I just thought that was really interesting Mm -hmm. and then I thought they tried a lot of interesting things like things that I I maybe would not 
like I don't think they stuck the landing of like the case board as an example. Yeah, I agree. But I thought it was a really innovative attempt. Yeah. As well as in the Alan Wake sections, even though I liked the saga sections more, mm-hmm. I thought in the Alan Wake sections the concept of the storyboard totally. and like putting the different scenes in the same locations on the storyboard to kind of change the environment was really cool and i thought the nursery rhymes were really cool too i know that you didn't find them but (laughs) rest in peace (laughs) but they were i thought that was also another like innovative way to do some gameplay where like you solve this little puzzle and then it changes the environment around you yeah um i thought that was really good my honorable mention was was chance of snar Ooh, okay. My honorable mention was Return of the Oberdin. So, Two Little Puzzles. Oh, okay, but new to you. Yes. Yes, cool. that's why it's my honorable. <laughs> Otherwise, yes, yes, it would have yes. been Return of the Oberdin, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Return of the Oberdin was really innovative. Um, I The reason I picked Chance of Sonar is because I... I had never seen like a language translation puzzle in a game before personally. Mm. So I'm sure it's been done, but that's why it was innovative yeah. to me because I'd never seen that. For what it's worth, I have seen language translations before. Like I mentioned, Tunic was a really big one. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. but I, didn't play that one, so that I haven't personally, and maybe there are other ones, but I haven't seen one that that's like the full core of the gameplay. And I haven't seen it where you translate between them and go back and forth. That was very new. So I, I, maybe they do exist somewhere, but it definitely felt very fresh to me for what it's worth. Yeah. Okay. And the last category. <laughs> yeah. Tell which us about I made up one, like, <laughs> you got to say it funny. It's your favorite little guy. It's your favorite little guy. <laughs> favorite little guy. <laughs> Who's your favorite little guy? Okay. In un- a game. Unfortunately. You haven't played this one yet, um, and I don't know if this is actually my favorite one, but this is, maybe it's recency bias, whatever. Um, I picked, so I thought about this in two ways, so I'm going to give you both answers, and then you can tell me yeah. how you were thinking about it. So, favorite little guy, if I say it like that, then I feel yeah. like it's the little tiny octopus in Sea of Stars. You have, cute. you, you meet like this pirate crew. And with the pirate crew has, I think it's like four crew members or something. And one of them walks around with what looks like a staff of a little octopus. And then it, and at every, um, what are they called? Like pub. What's the, what's the actual Mm -hmm. word for pub? I don't know. Tavern. At every Um, tavern tavern. that you go to, they get on stage and they play music. It's super cute. And if you go up and talk to him, he's like, did you know my octopus can play music too? And he like bops off and then he starts playing music. It's this like little tiny floating octopus. And I'm just like, that's literally, it was so cute when it happened. I was like, that is adorable. Um, If I think about it as an actual like sidekick or side character, then it's actually still from Sea of Stars. And it's- Oh, fun. Yeah. And it's Garl, who is like- the the there are two main solstice warrior characters and then you have their little buddy that like comes along for the ride and i thought he was gonna be this um like good guy turned evil villain right at the beginning because of some stuff i won't get into and then he's just like sweet he's just so nice and so happy constantly and garl garl yeah g um so he was he was just really fun and refreshing and literally the only reason that i'm still playing it is because of garl um i love that 
Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm hoping that his fate ends up being a positive one. But he is literally the only reason I'm still playing. Um, I love that. Yeah. We can have two. What I think we should have two for this one. Okay. What's your favorite little guy? My favorite little guy. So my favorite. <laughs> it was the the favorite side character. Okay. Yeah. Um. So my um, mine was the Coscola brothers oh, from Alan Wake. Okay. Okay. I just thought they were really fun. Yeah. Um. And my uh, I I just. The reason I wanted to have this category, because I was thinking about it as, like, your side characters, like, yeah. your favorite side characters, because I just don't feel like they get talked about enough. Yeah. And there's some really awesome side characters in games that are sometimes more memorable than the main characters. For sure. And yeah. the Coscola brothers and their commercials were just so funny to me, and I loved that aspect of the game. So that was my favorite little guys. Did you have a favorite between the Coscola brothers? No, they were one and the same. It's the same actor. <laughs> it's the same actor? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. We didn't have that in our behind the scenes. Nope. We didn't. We didn't. Here's your gem for today. <laughs> yeah. That's really fun. Okay. That's cool. I didn't know. Congrats to Garl and the Coscola brothers for being our favorite, favorite little guys. Favorite little guys. <laughs> <laughs> what a great category. Okay. That was a late Thank ad, you. too. That was a late ad. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, that's that's our year. That's our 2023. That concludes the Baddie Awards of 2023. Thank you to all who participated. <laughs> Thanks to all of the great games. And th- th- those are the bests, but now we get to the BMs. <gasps> I forgot we have the BMs. Oh, we do have I the BMs. I almost forgot. How dare we almost forget. Okay. Okay. So... The BM Awards is the equivalent of a Razzie for us. Yes. So, Bridget, who who won your BMs? Am I allowed to give a BM for new and a BM for new to me? Because I have yes. to. Okay. I'll do my do new it. to me one so that we can save the new ones in anticipation. Yeah. My new to me BM goes to Paper Mario and the Origami King. Oh my god, that game sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. It it broke my heart a little bit because I loved the like uh, first few Paper Mario's Thousand yeah. Year Doors gonna get a remake next year. I'm really excited to actually play something good, but the combat is such literal garbage. Like, can somebody mm-hmm. please explain to me why they're like, yeah, this this is the combat. Like, I just don't get it. And they took literally every single ounce of charm. So bad. There's no charm left. It's just like sad. And there's no point in continuing to play it. And it was like 70 bucks. I don't remember how much it was. It was expensive. And it was a waste of my money. It literally Full agree. I just I I finished that game out of spite and I shouldn't have. I I don't know though. I do not know that I will. I honestly feel like Whoever made that game didn't play the originals because they didn't get mm. what was so good about it. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, just come on. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It yep. felt it felt like the corporate soulless version of what it Hard was. Hard agree. Ugh. Okay. So that's my honorable mention. Um, okay. My new to me, new to me BM, because I, I think it, this is also one, was the Lego Star Wars game. Oh, I didn't know you played that I have a lot of issues. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I did at the beginning of the year because it's co-op. And I thought, oh, maybe this will be fun for DK and I because I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but I like it enough. And DK's a big Star Wars fan. And 
like I really liked Andor the show and I really liked um like a few of the movies but not not a ton of the movies but like a few of the movies and yeah um I I had heard from a lot of people at work that it was really good and they had been playing it with their kids and I know that mm. that's not necessarily like yeah it's a different like I just don't I know it's a different kind of game but like I can enjoy like kid kids yeah. media like I still think that kids media can be really good yeah um and I jumped into this game and right out the gate it was so fucking confusing <laughs> like the menus were confusing yeah. it was awful like yeah. I was like I don't know where to start it like jumps you in and it's like asking you to buy characters and I was like why am I buying oh, I characters? do remember I that vaguely I played this once but it was a long time ago a long time ago that and that's the first thing you see is like buying characters and I'm like does that mean I need to buy a character to play this game I'm not really understanding what's happening here and then it has like these different worlds and then when you start playing like the gameplay was just bland to me and the story was was just it wasn't even yeah. interesting yeah and the co-op wasn't innovative and like it does the terrible I don't know it was a, thing during the co-op which I hate yeah yeah, so it just ended up being a really big disappointment for me because I'd yeah. heard from people like, oh, wow, like, this is a really good Lego game. And so I was like, okay, like, yay, like, let's do it. And I'm so thankful um, that I got my refund. Because <laughs> <laughs> I literally hated it. I don't do that very often. I hated it enough that I, like, petitioned to get a refund for it uh, with Microsoft, which I know I'm an employee of <laughs> I was like, did you just but, hurt like, your metrics, Maddie? <laughs> You hated no, it no, that no, but, like, I that bought you were it. willing to hurt your metrics? But I just bought, like, I bought the, um, I bought the game via Xbox, and then um, it ended up going, ended up getting on Game Pass, like, two months later, which, or um, one month later. Mm -hmm. It was really close. It was really close. And I was like, fuck. But I had already gotten my refund, so it's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, BM for me. That sounds like a really big BM. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, what is your new this year BMs? I have two. Um, I have one, and we probably mine have the same one. Is Starfield? Starfield. Starfield. Yeah, yeah. And it's a pretty big BM. Yeah. Sad. It it was, it was just soulless to me. It was just it felt so empty, even though there was so much to do. It was the opposite of my experience with High on Life, which is that my expectations were through the roof, and then it didn't have any of the charm or the love or the little things that make it engaging. There was no love in that game. No, there was no it love. didn't. I did not feel any love. I did not feel love either, and maybe that's terrible for me to say, but I feel like you can play a game and you just can tell you can tell if the people loved it who made it and I don't mean to say like the creators of the game like there wasn't one or two people in there who really really did love it but it just didn't feel like it it just really didn't feel like it nope mm -mm. it didn't and I I agree I it's been an internal battle for me because I literally took days off my oof messages said I was making sandwiches in I space know. I was so excited I like I went to the last e3 ever and at the last E3 ever, they announced Starfield. And so there was also, like, this little, like, bit of I had been waiting since in person. Mm -hmm. I saw this thing. And I uh, – it was just such a letdown. Uh, what a big bowel movement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. So, so bad. my 
other one, because I agree with you on Starfield, that was a BM for me, um, was Redfall. Oh, I even forgot about Redfall. (laughs) Yeah. No, I was so excited. If y'all remember last year, my number one anticipated game was Redfall because I thought the concept was so promising. The concept is still so promising. Like a group of of like vigilantes like coming together to like fight these vampires like that sounds so cool i love vampire media like twilight i legitimately unironically (laughs) think is a ton of fun and i just was really excited to dig into this world and i we got early access codes as employees and i was like yes i get to play this game early and i get to like you know give a few notes and it was bad it was bad as bad 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 it's so bad Mm. the like right out the gate it was almost unplayable and i know that i was playing in early access but even for that like yeah usually the early access stuff is still pretty solid yeah it's playable it should be playable and it was just the story was empty the world was empty it the gameplay wasn't satisfying in any way Mm -hmm. and the the cutscenes aren't animated in that game it's so fucking weird it's so weird and i don't know if that was like a stylistic choice but it's bad it makes you think the game is broken yeah i they do the same thing in hitman 3 and i thought it too yeah it's weird dialogue over freeze frames does not work it's weird it just makes your game look unfinished yeah unless you're like a little indie visual novel in which case go for it guys like go for it yes 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 yes. but But like, like a production like that no no, and it had so much potential as a co-op game, and I just think that, man, I wish that game was better. Yeah. And maybe they'll pull, like, a cyberpunk or they'll pull a No Man's Sky, but I have no faith. I haven't heard anything about it, and I feel like even cyberpunk about this distance, because that came out in, what, like, May, right, Maddie? Mm-hmm. So it's been, like, half a year. I feel like a half a year from Cyberpunk, we were already he- hearing about it getting better and, like, doing more things with it. You know what I mean? Totally. And so I don't I don't have high hopes. Not super yeah. high. Yeah. All right. That concludes the BMs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Microsoft, our employer, for our two BMs. Oops. Oops. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, yeah. Uh. Yeah. Oh, this was fun. This was fun. I don't have my list of things I'm looking forward to yet. We could do that in January sometime because Yeah, let's do I that in know. January. Yeah. I you know what I'm looking forward to the most is good games stop like not being released as often as they were last year because man, it was hard to keep up. Oh, it was so hard to keep up. That there was like a three month fucking break there <laughs> where it was just too much. Literally every day I was like, I gotta play five hours of games today in order to make it through yeah. some of these. Uh, and Spider Man too. That's another gap. Oh man. that is a gap. You're right. Yeah. This is really fun. I I yeah. have I'm looking forward to the baddies being a regular occurrence and maybe yes. for our listeners next year you can nom su- some stuff for us. And yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah, tell us what your game of the year and your bowel movements were. <laughs> yeah, your BMs. Yeah, tell us about your BMs. <laughs> tell us, tell us about your. B- please don't. <laughs> please don't. Please, please don't tell please us about your BMs, that. but do tell us about your gaming BMs. Yes, yeah, that's a good clarification. I'm glad that we made. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should I let's, should I close it out? Yeah, let's close this out. Okay. 
Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe and rate it. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Batty Breakdowns and visit our website, battybreakdowns.com, made by Bridget. The podcast art was done by Tanisha Vernikar, and the podcast was edited by me, Maddie. Join us next time to hear us two baddies break down Dave the Diver, Chance of Snar, and Baldur's Gate 3. Oh my gosh! We're gonna, we're, what a we're lineup! Gonna do like, yeah, we're going to do like a combo episode where we talk in more detail about those three games because those are... And maybe maybe some other ones if we end up getting to play a little bit more games in between now and then but we'll see but we're gonna do like a revisit of the games that we didn't talk about for this podcast but we really enjoyed and both played a lot of so yeah because i feel like this episode was full of those games and we need to talk about them yeah on our list the two that i have on my top that we actually did for the podcast was alan wake 2 and dredge yeah yeah and i think um I know that because we are doing yearly awards, I feel like Last of Us was in so many of my honorable mention categories. Um, that was definitely a highlight for me this year. There's just there's a lot of stuff. There's we did a lot of cool stuff this year. A lot of cool stuff. We did a lot of we did a lot of cool stuff. Last of Us, Oberdin, Doki Doki were all some really good games, and I'm looking forward to next year when we do some more like. Um, games like that that are really famous for being so good like outer wilds and uh disco elysium yes i'm really excited for both of this i think they'll be good yeah 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 so okay awesome great thanks everyone thanks bye